Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you don't have a clear curriculum for your classroom, it is so overwhelming to try to put that together yourself. Spending hours on Pinterest and Google pulling worksheets and pulling pieces of curriculum together to make something that works for your classroom. That's why we created the Autism Helper Curriculum and now offer Curriculum Access. Curriculum Access gets you access to all levels and all subjects of the highly differentiated, evidence-based Autism Helper Curriculum. You can have students working on letter identification and working on parts of speech at the same time in our easy-to-use curriculum. We currently have hundreds of teachers using Curriculum Access from all over the world with consistently rave reviews. I want you to join that group of teachers. Now is the time to ask your administrators for curriculum access. We have an email template ready to go so you can ask them to set up a demo. Your administrators can jump on a live call with our team members to see everything that's included in the Autism Helper curriculum access. Next year, let's reduce the overwhelm. Let's start the year out with a path and a plan and resources to meet all the diverse needs of your students. Let's make next year the year of curriculum access. Head over to the show notes to learn more. Hi, I'm Sasha Long, special ed teacher and board certified behavior analyst. Welcome to the Autism Helper Podcast. I'm here to explore different strategies to improve the lives of individuals with autism. I hate the term busy work. Busy work implies that the main purpose is to keep someone busy. It implies that it's unimportant and unnecessary. And sometimes we apply or associate this phrase busy work with independent work in our classrooms. We think that independent work is just busy work, that we need it because we need to have a center-based classroom and we don't have enough staff for all of the centers, so we need independent work to keep our kids busy. But in fact, busy work and independent work are completely different things. Independent work is hugely important. The skill of working independently is an essential life skill. The term life skills is thrown around special education a lot. And I think we kind of combine life skills and vocational skills in our head. We think life skills means knowing how to sort socks or fold laundry or identify community signs. When in reality, some of the most important life skills we start teaching the first day that three-year-old steps into his preschool class. Life skills like 
socializing with peers and following directions, and yes, working by yourself. You cannot have a job, maintain a household, or be a contributing member of a community if you can't work on your own. Think about your own job. Does your principal sit with you while you write the entire IEP? No, that would be really weird. You know how to work independently. You can work on your own to complete that IEP. You don't need anyone's help. So for that independent workstation or that center in your classroom where kids are working on their own, don't for one second feel guilty or bad about that because your kids aren't with you. They're not going to be with you for a lot of their life. They need to know how to work without other adults around them and learn the skill of working independently. Having an independent work center in your classroom is a win-win because one, you get to teach your student that essential life skill of working on their own, and then two, you get valuable time to do other things in your classroom. While your kids are working independently or a portion of your kids are working independently, you can run small groups, you can do assessments, you can train your staff, you can teach kids to use their schedules. If three of your students are doing independent work, you could sit with the other five and run a small group with some of your staff members. It frees up other time while working on an important life skill. So don't, like I said, don't feel bad about that, that your kids aren't with you the whole day. Your kids need to learn to work on their own. So how should independent work look in your classroom? Well, obviously that's going to hugely depend on the needs of your students. I get this question a lot that, well, my kids can't work independently yet. So what do I do for independent work? Well, you can still have an independent work center in your class. And the goal is working towards having no help. So really focusing on fading away that adult help. So wherever the independent work center is in your classroom, make sure that all staff that help monitor that area know that the goal for them in that station is to lose their job. So they shouldn't be sitting right next to the student. They shouldn't be talking the whole time. This isn't time to teach. These are previously mastered tasks. All of the tasks that are in the independent work center that the student is doing are things they already know how to do. So now isn't the opportunity to practice saying the letters or helping to count. The student should be doing it by himself. And tell your staff, if you're having to provide that much help, let me know because maybe these tasks are not mastered anymore. So make sure that the staff knows the goal of the job. I've seen a lot of very well-intentioned paraprofessionals provide way too much prompting in the area of independent work because they're busy bees. They're doers. They want to help. So literally, tell them to sit on their hands, tell them to track prompts so they know how many prompts they're giving, but remind them of the overall goal here. Your goal is to lose your job. You don't need to provide help at every second. You want to give that processing time and let them complete the tasks on their own. So make sure that's really well known in that area of your classroom. So if you have little guys or kids with foundational learning skills that can't yet work by themselves, that's okay. But just make sure that you're fading those prompts throughout the year, that they're needing less and less help. Maybe they just need help to get the task started and then the adult backs away. Even if they're standing two feet behind them, that's better than sitting next to them and helping through the whole task. So have that be the goal, just pulling that help away. 
within your independent work center for your kids that can work independently, part of the skill here is to transition between tasks. They have to figure out how to find the next task that they're assigned to do, how to set up that task, how to put away that task, how to transition to the next activity. That's all part of the process. Think about when you and I work independently, when you have a series of chores when you get home. You have to figure out what chore you have to do. Let's say it's fold laundry. So you have to go find your laundry. You have to go set it up somewhere. You have to set that whole activity up. Then once you complete all of the laundry, you don't just leave it folded on your bed, or maybe you do, and then regret that later, but you have to clean up the task, put it away, put it back in the laundry basket, bring it back to the laundry room and bring it to your bedroom. So there's more involved in this process of independent work besides just the activity. View all of the transition pieces as part of that overall task. You also, with kids that can work independently, want to start to build work endurance. And this is where the busy work term gets shoved in a lot because we want our kids to be working alone for longer and longer time periods. We want their work endurance to go up. So you want to create tasks and activities that are long. They do take 15, 20 minutes. They're not just matching three or four items. It's sorting or matching 50 items. They're time-consuming tasks, but not because we want to keep them busy. It's because we want to build work endurance. Because if you have a job at Chili's and your job is to roll silverware, your boss is going to expect you to roll 200 or 300 sets of silverware. They're going to want you to roll enough silverware for the whole set of the restaurant tomorrow. They're not going to only want you to roll you know, five or 10 sets, you have to have enough work endurance to complete that task of rolling 200 sets of silverware. So if we think about how we're applying the skill of independent work to our lives, we all have great work endurance. We can work for longer than just a few minutes. We can work for 15, 20, 30, even an hour. We can work for longer and that's how we get a lot accomplished. Think about those days that you're really scatterbrained and you get really distracted. You're trying to get chores done at your house and you start doing the dishes and then you go over there to clean up the counter and soon you're in the basement and soon you're watching TV and you're on Facebook. You get distracted. Your work endurance is not there. You don't maintain working at one job. If you were, you would have gotten a lot more done. So that's the goal with these long tasks. When I tell teachers to create a lot of time-consuming tasks, it's not because I want to keep them busy. It's because I want to help teach kids work endurance, the skill of working for longer at a certain task. And yes, sometimes these tasks are boring, and that's okay. Because not all parts of everyone's jobs are exciting. There are tedious and monotonous parts of every single job. When you write an IEP and you have to click the accommodations and modifications for every single class, that gets monotonous. When we have to fill out paperwork or do lesson plans, there are parts of that that are monotonous. Luckily, we're in a job that doesn't have too many monotonous parts. But in a lot of office jobs or other types of professions, there are components that are boring. That's okay. Things in our lives like folding laundry, what I mentioned, is boring. That's why I physically can't fold laundry without watching Real Housewives at the same time. It's too boring without it. So thinking about that when we're creating tasks, yes, this task might be boring and long, but it's to 
teach the skill of working for a longer time period. As kids get older and older and more advanced in their skills of independent work, we want to be pushing that work endurance more and more. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in store and on Menards.com. Save big money at So let's talk some logistics. There's a lot of different ways you can set up an independent work center. If you go on Pinterest and you search independent work, you're going to get tons of ideas. This isn't a one-size-fits-all, whether you use the three-bin drawers, whether you use a numbered box system, whether you use binders. It doesn't particularly matter what the system is, but you do need a system. You need a way for a child to check in. You need a way for them to figure out what activities are assigned to them. You are likely in a class where kids are all at different levels. If your kids are all miraculously at the same level, that is shocking and I'm jealous, but they're probably not. So you need a way to differentiate and individualize which tasks each student is doing. When Johnny comes, you want to make sure that Johnny is assigned tasks that are appropriate for him, not way, 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 way too easy or way too hard. Then you want a way for them to figure out which tasks are assigned next they might be doing more than one task, which is good. Like I said, it's part of the skill is learning to transition between different activities and different jobs. So how is a student knowing which tasks they're transitioning between? Then how do they know when they're done? We want to think of this whole process. And the goal is that they're doing as much of this process by themselves as possible. If the child is able to independently do three different tasks, but the adult is the one switching out the tasks, setting it up, putting it away. We're not at that level of proficiency that we want to be yet. So work towards that. Start pulling that adult away in all areas. Another important detail, who is undoing the task? This is a personal pet peeve of mine, one that I get a little bit ragey when I see, but I'm trying to simmer on that. Students should not be undoing the tasks that they complete, and the tasks also shouldn't be undone in front of them. 
So what I'm talking about here is Johnny goes and gets his task that's sorting coins. He does an awesome job. He just rocks it. He sorts all the coins. He's all proud of himself. And then a teacher comes over and either tells him to dump them all back in the same bin or tells him, great job, whatever. And then right in front of him dumps all of those coins that he just spent seven minutes sorting, dumps them right back out. What is that telling that kid? That is telling that kid that, yep, this was busy work. This work had no purpose. This work is irrelevant and didn't mean anything. That's what that's teaching that kid. Yep, you're working on work endurance. We all know that. But in that moment, you taught that child that that work and all of that time that they spent on that activity didn't mean anything. I know it's tempting, especially with a sorting task like sorting coins because it takes two seconds to just dump it back out, but just wait till they leave. Wait till the student leaves the table. Wait until your break time. Wait until the end of the day. Do not devalue their work like that. So wait to undo that task until later. Another important logistic that we need to kind of chat about here is switching tasks. We don't want kids to be doing the same few tasks every single day. My first few years of teaching, I did the three-bin work tasks, the kind of traditional teach method, because I didn't know what else to do. And I struggled with this setup because, one, it took up a lot of real estate in my room. I had a big classroom, but I also had a big caseload. And I had one desk with a three-bin work box for each student. So it just took up a lot of space. But my bigger struggle was I wasn't switching out those tasks as regularly as I wanted. And I wanted to switch them out once a week, but you all know life would happen and I'd forget and switching them out was such a process. I had a Home Depot basket, like a shopping basket that I stole, which was one of my prized possessions in my room because it was so useful. And I would take this Home Depot shopping basket and go to each station, fill it up with the tasks, bring the tasks in the closet, put them away, find new ones. It was a process and it was a process that I dreaded. I just didn't have a good system for it. And that's why I really struggled with that setup. And if that's how you're feeling with your setup, then think about trying something new. When I eventually switched over to more of a numbered box system, which I'll link in the show notes some blog posts about that, I loved that I no longer had to worry about that because all of the tasks were labeled and in one shelf, I could schedule out the rotation instead of me having to go switch it. So if you're confused on what I mean, it's a little bit hard to explain just verbally. It makes way way more sense with pictures and videos. So I will link some of the YouTube videos and blog posts in the show notes like I mentioned. So if, if something about your independent work task is kind of that like annoying aspect of your job right now that you're kind of dreading, like I mentioned, then think about switching it up to something different because you want to make sure that your kids are not getting too bored with the same tasks. Yes, we can have some things that are a little bit monotonous or time consuming, but we don't want it to be the exact same activities every day because you better believe after three weeks of sorting the same colored beads, you might be getting those colored beads beads thrown right at your head after three weeks because that kid is freaking bored and you can't blame them. So make sure there's a good system for switching out those tasks. 
So remember, we're teaching the process from start to finish. How are we switching tasks, cleaning up tasks? Who's undoing the tasks? How are we switching them out so we're not getting bored? If you are a visual learner like me, make sure to check out all of the blog posts that I've linked in the show notes to get even more details. So I've mentioned a few times work boxes and work tasks, but with independent work, I also encourage you to think beyond just task boxes, to think about different activities that your kids can be doing independently. I love independent rec leisure activities and centers, so things that are for fun, things like art and word searches and games. One of the favorite centers that I had in my classroom was an independent game center. This is when I had a group of students that were pretty verbal and very good at following rules, and they had a section of their day that was independent where they played games together. And every day, a different student was in charge. On Monday, Johnny was in charge. On Tuesday, Alex was in charge. And being in charge really helped them make work together because working in a group is very challenging. And they spent 15 minutes playing games alone with no adult independently. That is such a great life skill. So if your kids maybe aren't ready for something as advanced in that, think about other independent activities that are more along the lines of recreation leisure kind of concepts like puzzles and other types of games like I mentioned. So think beyond just work boxes because independent work is applicable to all areas of your life. So if you ever have had a pit in your stomach and a feeling of guilt when looking at independent work and thinking, wow, my kids are doing too much without me. I feel bad. Believe me, I've been there. I really used to feel that way as well. But then I started to think about the purpose and the reason behind independent work and what a hugely valuable skill my students were learning by being able to work independently without any help from adults. And that the longer they could work independently, the more work endurance they had, the more valuable and helpful this skill was. This is a life skill. This is a skill that you need to get a job and to keep a job and to do a great job at your career. So do not feel bad about independent work. In fact, feel proud if your kids rock independent work and make sure that the goal of your independent work center is just that. It's independent. Maybe it's not independent today or tomorrow, but you're working towards that. And it has to be a team endeavor. We have to fade prompts across everyone that interacts with kids at that, at that center. So make sure adults aren't sitting at the same table. They're standing a few feet back. That we're really fading prompts and teaching kids to transition between tasks and engage in that whole process. Life skills isn't just about community signs and folding socks. Life skills are concepts that are needed to be successful in life. And working by yourself is most definitely one of them. Did you know that two out of three teachers turn to Teachers Pay Teachers for educational resources? As a seller on TPT, this makes me so excited. I love seeing educators turn to other educators for support in their classrooms. There are so many great resources on Teachers Pay Teachers, and this could be made even better if we could involve school budgets in this process. Enter TPT for Schools. TPT for Schools makes it easy for administrators and teachers to collaborate when making curricular decisions. TPT helps you set up a way of using school funds for these resources. 
This is a new program and there's already over 5,000 schools registered. In the special ed world, this is even more important because we don't have that many resources and the resources that are provided for us might not be so appropriate for our class. To learn more about TPT for Schools, visit schools.teacherspayteachers.com. Thanks for listening to the Autism Helper podcast. If you liked what you heard and want to hear more, hit subscribe. It would mean a lot to me if you left some feedback. Whether I'm working one-on-one with a student, doing a podcast like this one, or presenting for a PD, my goal is always to provide as much value as I can. So your feedback really helps me make sure I'm doing just that. If you have other topics you'd like me to cover, leave in the feedback or message me on social media. You can follow me at The Autism Helper on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Pinterest, or visit my website, theautismhelper.com. Thanks again for listening. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Having the right resources for your classroom is essential to making sure your classroom is running smoothly. At the Autism Helper Shop, we have all of the resources you need to make sure you have the behavior, communication, and curriculum supports for your students. Within our shop, we have adapted books, task cards, resources aligned to the VB map and the ABLES, behavior plan flowcharts, data sheets, curriculum. Everything you need, whether you are an early childhood teacher or a high school teacher, we have all of the resources that will meet those students' needs. So head over to shop.theautismhelper.com to check out all of our resources.